0: Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Woman Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Dessen. And I'm Juliette. And today we'll be reviewing The Madness of Lord Ian McKenzie, the first in Jennifer Ashley's McKenzie and McBride series. But before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. Want more romance discussions? Follow us on our social media pages at SW SWReadROM and join our closed Facebook group, The Swoon Zone. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon where we have extra content including Exclusive episodes and give away free stickers, books, and bookmarks. Special shout out to all of our patrons. We appreciate you so much, especially during this crazy, crazy time. <laughs> I can't yes. wait to do another live book review because those are fun. All right, Juliet. So, how is this self isolation treating you? Holy cow. Okay. So, well, it's been interesting.
1: I mean, first of all, I'm now homeschooling Jackson. Now, the school is sending home the lessons, but of course, I have to facilitate every single thing. And you guys jackson's right. adhd so you know requires extra patience <laughs> extra mom time not a big deal but the most entertaining thing that's going on is my husband's morning videos which um they've been fascinating okay so he <laughs> i can only imagine students in character every morning the first one he was the mandalorian he literally put on his mandalorian helmet got into role play and like greeted his kids for the day of
0: course he did yes. of course he did
1: he's now also done wolverine um we have seen deadpool show up um and he was even a cowboy. um so it has been <laughs> quite entertaining <laughs> for me
0: to like this is so yeah. funny you know I'm just like if I had Kevin as a teacher, I'd be dying. <laughs> oh my god! He's like the teacher that it's like get a load of this guy. He's oh, crazy, yeah. but it's also like he makes things interesting. Yeah. So it's like you want to tune in to the next yeah. lesson because it's like what is Mr. What is Mr. Kevin? Going I know. To well, and that's time? what's
1: been happening. He's been getting messages like. Thank you so much. This has made my entire day, my entire week. Like, because all the other teachers are just like (laughs) wailing them with assignments and they're being greeted by Deadpool over in, you know, the civics, you know, room. And it's just hilarious. It's funny. So
0: crazy. But it's so him, though. It's so him.
1: (laughs) Anything, anything to entertain.
0: I definitely <laughs> is taking this opportunity to be the ultimate entertainer. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so that's been fun. And it's kind of hilarious because I saw this, you know, because everybody's posting all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, online about quarantine and how it's been and working from home. And I saw this one um, thread on Twitter that was about, you know, them. Spouses hearing your spouses working from home. And it's like and one lady was like, I never know. I was married to the <laughs> let's circle back guy, you know?
0: circle back to that so i was laughing <laughs> yes and then also i saw the po- i saw in the same um article and they were talking about how like i just discovered that my husband has a work voice like yeah, he has it's so voice. funny though because <laughs> i definitely change my tone yeah. whenever i talk on the phone to Absolutely. someone who's like not my family or not my friends i definitely sound 100 <laughs> percent different and so i'm just like oh yeah i can i just imagine the entertaining stuff that's going oh my gosh, on gosh, i know
1: some of the things they're saying were Hilarious, like one wife was like yeah he was like let's table this and revisit it later he's like what she was like what the fuck we've never tabled or revisited anything in our 36 year marriage what is happening here so i was just laughing because they're all what is happening I know, all these like very businessy things and meanwhile my husband's in the next room like impersonating the mandalorian and shit and talking to his students i'm like okay i'm having a different experience that's really fucking
0: funny <laughs> but anyway that's so funny you know what else is fun though on um, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Bon Appetit. Mm-hmm. They're starting to record stuff at home. They have a backlog of stuff but now they're starting to record at home and so they recorded this like Zoom chat meeting and it nice. was just so funny seeing like them in their, their kitchens and stuff That's and awesome. just like at home. And then like you got to see like their kids running around and <laughs> Carla, one of my, the one that I identify with the most, she's like the mom of the group uh-huh. and she just like you know, usually home's like my nice, uh, my nice space whenever I can like test recipes, but now I have two kids who are doing school mm-hmm. at home and my husband who's in the office. And so it's no, it's not peaceful it's anymore. no longer, longer like, my, it's different. She's things. like, I miss work. I, know, I miss work. I
1: know. I know. <laughs>
0: I love it. My favorite was Chris Morocco, which one is one of my favorite people to watch on there besides Claire and uh-huh. Brad. Uh, Chris being a cute dad because, like, you never really see his kids and, like, he talks about them sometimes. But, like, you got to see him and he was just, like, so cute. I, I, he was like, he's like, no, you cannot have a second banana. He was like, put it down. <laughs> it was really funny. I just love it. So I'm just, like, this content just, just giving me life. Just these these I people. And, like, I, I'm just so appreciative of people who who are still entertaining us. You know what yeah. I'm saying? like your husband and like the bon appétit test kitchen yeah um i just i enjoy it and it makes me smile yeah
1: yeah there have been there have been a lot of good things you know while people are quarantined who are I, i don't know there's been some i mean obviously this is a very kind of stressful anxiety ridden time for everyone um and everyone's very concerned about you know health and everything but it's I do enjoy these moments where people are being creative and sort of bringing joy and happiness to the world through exactly. you know internet you know the
0: creators are kind of getting us through this yeah. and yeah. I really appreciate that and I uh, I I'm, shout out to all the podcasters who are still making it work too so yes. because I really do enjoy still listening to now Absolutely. those are one of my favorite things because sometimes you just gotta turn off the news and i just um, i enjoy just listening to other podcasts yeah. um as well so and i hope that you enjoy listening to i know i know time. we're still we're still not together but together <laughs> we're trying we're no podcasting yeah from afar. it's so funny our behind the scenes was like a lot longer this time because it's like we're out of our routine yes. where we don't talk every yes. single morning through voice messages because it's just so crazy mm-hmm. hectic and so we're just like Hello, hey like, what voice. Are you doing i i'm just hearing you what are you doing what's happening you know our schedule is so thrown off right now but we're still making it work so it's really fun anyway so uh let's start talking about the actual book the madness of lord ian mckenzie Whenever I made a mention of me wanting to read more historicals, I got lots of Mm -hmm. book recommendations. Just like they keep coming in, coming in. And like I'll read one historical recommendation. Everyone's like, oh, if you love that one, you're going to love this one. And so The Madness of Lord Ian McKenzie was one of those where I did a quick review on one. I think it was My Fake Rake and mm-hmm. Jennifer a and, and she said oh you should really try the McKenzie series everyone loves Ian mm. and he's just so swoony and I'm just like <laughs> oh interesting and I'm just like the interesting title The Madness of Lord Ian yes. McKenzie and I'm just like okay okay sounds great and the funny thing is it was very weird though as soon as Jennifer recommended that like two days later Sarah in like a completely unrelated thread <laughs> mentioned it as well and then all of a sudden on social media I saw like tons of books Instagrammers lately I felt like this spring there's been like Mm Instagram has been filled with beautiful historical romances and their step backs and they're so pretty I love them and Lord Ian McKenzie came up so many times and I was just like whoa (laughs) I like hadn't seen this book before and then all of a sudden it was everywhere and this is not a new book this is book this has been around for a while and I was just like you know yes I was just like oh I have to read this now I read it and I kid you not I voice messaged Juliet and I was just like you have oh to my read God. it I was like it's so good it's I love Ian McKenzie amazing. I love this whole yes. premise yes and beyond yeah, original yeah. Yeah. yeah I just have to talk about yeah. the let's characters. talk about the characters because
1: I have Tons of shit to say.
0: Okay, so first our hero, we have the Lord Ian McKenzie. He really needs a the attached yes. to his name because he's mm-hmm. one and only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's the youngest brother of the Duke of Kilmorgan, a very influential man, mm-hmm. but Ian McKenzie is thought to be quite mad he never looks at you directly in the eye he gets distracted during conversation and he doesn't really read <laughs> social cues us hmm. as a reader we can understand what's mm-hmm. happening yeah. he he is on the spectrum yes. he has autism yes. we, can, mm-hmm. we can see that as readers but they don't know right. what that is and they don't understand it and how to yeah. deal with it and so of course he's he's labeled mad he's, he's eccentric and he's weird yeah. and people yeah. are just like ooh he's like off his rocker But we love him so much. He's just like, Mm -hmm. he's so great. He's amazing. And we have our heroine, Beth Ackerley. She is a vicar's widow and the former companion to the late Mrs. Barrington, who just so happened to leave her a fortune. So now, Beth is like the sought-after heiress, but she's not like this young wallflower or like an ingenue. She's not naive. She's 29 years old and so she's definitely, you know, been around yeah. the world. She's been married already and I think that's what I really love about her character is she wasn't naive. It's like she knew it. She wanted. She grew up, you know, poor yeah. and struggling, yeah. and so she. I just really. She's loved also, her and I've, oh, she I. Really oh, lo-
1: cool. I love. And you look, you know how we are about our heroines. We're much tougher on our heroines, but I fell in love with Beth like immediately, immediately. and I think it also is the she fact that she it. is. She's a little eccentric herself you know? Yes. Um, and she's she's got a funny sense of humor, like, I mean, quirky sense of humor. And yes. I just, I love that about her. Her eccentricity sort of matched and in, in, in understood Ian.
0: Do you know what I mean? And I also really like and- that from the get go, whenever she first met um Ian, they meet briefly and we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. But immediately after that, um, someone tells her, like, oh, he's mad, and she's like thinking, like, oh, he seemed like he seemed fine to me, of course, quirky, but like yeah. not like I would label that person unintelligent yeah. mad or whatever. Right. And I feel like right. he's not like delusional or anything. First. She defends him from the first and she never wavers, mm-hmm. which totally right. endeared her to me. Like she yes, never stood That Mm -mm. she was always like behind him and always convincing him, like, no. Like, we're all a little mad, Ian. You know what I'm saying? Like, trying to make him yeah. feel better. And I just loved her yeah. for that because I'm just like, he was my baby and she was the supportive queen <gasps> that she is. And I was just like, yes, she I was love everything. You. Perfect, she perfect was. match. Yes.
1: Oh, I'm so ready. Let's go. I want to talk about it. I'm ready. Okay,
0: guys. So, if you have not read this book, you need to go read The Madness of Lord Ian McKenzie and then you need to come Seriously. back and chat with us because we're entering the spoiler section. Okay guys, so we're in the spoiler section now. We are ready to talk about all the spoilers yes. within this book. Yes. All so the things. I was about to
1: spoil production. something.
0: Sorry.
1: What were you about to spoil? <laughs> I was about to spoil when you were talking about um in the non-spoilery part about how she always she always soothes him and does the right thing like when he loses his shit and has a temper tantrum and almost like Throttles, um, the inspector guy, and then yes, fellows, and then she comes to him later, and she's thinking, "I've scared him, you know, I've lost her, I've lost her." And his brother's like, "You never had her." And then she comes in and she gives him a gift, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I did that,"
0: and it's like so unexpected. I was like, "This is amazing. I I love her." So many instances in this book where the characters screw up, and any in the hands of any. author, I don't want to say any other author, but many authors who are dealing with, like, this right. drama, they would choose right. to have the other person misinterpret the situation. The conflict, and, the over – over, Yes. Yeah. And yeah. basically fly off the handle and not let the other person explain. But that never happens in this book, and I think that that's why no. I love it so much is because yes. they always stay and talk and try to understand and yeah. – yeah. Nobody like jumps to conclusions. It,
1: right. Even when she was like upset and she's like, Well, I'm gonna go to London and and he's he's like, She left me and she's she's like, I didn't leave him. You know, she's like, I'm just I'm coming back. <laughs> and they're like, No, yeah. you'll never come back. She's like, I'm coming back. I'm going to London. I'm taking, you know, Cameron's son with me. I love her. I love her. And I know awesome. I'm jumping so, ahead of things. So,
0: no, 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 no. I, I I really enjoy talking about just their relationship together. So, I like I I'm fine yeah. with kicking it off with talking about how they are together. So, our first introduction yeah. though to Lord Ian is very interesting, but gives us a lot of his quirks that people would label mad. So he is right. inspecting this porcelain bowl, this Ming uh, dynasty mm-hmm. bowl. Ming bowl, he's very mm. interested in. Like this is his. He's like a collector of these bowls, and he's obsessed right. with them. He knows their worth, and he'll even like if somebody prices a bowl too low, he'll tell them straight up, like, "No, it's worth fifteen hundred. I'll take it. Like you were trying to sell it for seven hundred. Right. He's like." doesn't want to right. jip anybody, you know. Um, mm-hmm. He wants he, – he, like, he respects it so much because this is his, like, passion, like, collecting these things. And so he is buying this Ming Bull from this guy named Mathers. And Mathers is, like, he wants to <laughs> rub shoulders with the Duke, um, Ian's older brother. And he's always trying yeah. to say stuff to, like, impress them, like, and one of the yeah. things that he says is, oh, I bagged myself an heiress, you know? Did you hear about Mrs. Ackley? Yeah, that she's
1: so beautiful and blah, blah, blah.
0: Left her a fortune, 100,000 guineas and stuff like that, and ha And if you think I'm going to give up my mistresses, you would be exactly. wrong.
1: Like, this was like in the same about breath this. he's bragging about this heiress. He's talking about all the um, you know, prostitutes he's still going to visit, mistresses he's going to have on the side. Like he's yeah, like Mathers is disgusting, and we get that
0: immediately. And, yes. and Ian is just disgusted. And I, I think one of the funny lines is because like he's inspecting this bowl, he actually touches his tongue to the bowl to like test like the the glaze on it to to see how old it is and <laughs> stuff like that. And yeah. uh, which matters, of course it's quite mad. Um, but Ian is just like, I must rescue this precious <laughs> item from this Philistine who <laughs> doesn't even know yes. what things
1: are worth. I, and, this he's from like, this Philistine. An and I love he's all yeah, and Ian is all about and this is what we learned from this first introduction to is Ian's all about f- discovering what's real and what's fake. And he's like yes. now there's this fake. This bowl is real. I'm saving it from him. And that's why he wants to go and check out Beth accurately because he's like, come to my box at the opera. I'll introduce You to my bride and all this stuff,
0: and yeah, I'm I'm gonna go to discover if she's real, you know. exactly and he tells his valet who also um <laughs> moonlights as this fucking crazy curry. private detective curry he's like curry find everything you, uh, curry. there is to know about um, mrs Ackerley. like i need to know about her and yes, so yes yes and <laughs> he's also owner just, like <laughs> just like this is this i i knew right away cuz at first i mean just like him inspecting the bull i was just like oh yeah he's eccentric he like really loves his you know right. his collect Items, Ming bowls, and. But then, I whenever know. he's going to sign the check, he gets distracted by the perfect symmetry of the droplet of ink, and he doesn't even know right. how long he was staring right. at it. And Curry was the right. one to like interrupt him. Like Mathers was like, "Oh my God, he is mad!" And he was like, "I have no idea how long yeah. I've been sitting here, yeah. staring at this perfect drop of ink." And Curry even had to like right. redip the pen and put it directly on the check so that he wouldn't get distracted by it. And I was like, Ooh, "Oh, oh right. my God, he's autistic!" Definitely, and I'm just, this is yeah, so be definitely autistic. He has well, those really mm hmm yeah
1: i thought it was i thought it was amazing how well she portrayed an autistic um um without ever saying a Right, without ever saying it. But again, it's so true. Back then people that they would like that would have been considered mad. Just like people who had epileptic seizures they thought were um possessed by demons, you know, and they right, would lock exactly. them up. And I'm just like how terrible it was at that time. So I find it really fascinating. Ian even though he did suffer front by the hands of their father, was rescued right. by so his let's brother. Talk about, you know. let's
0: talk about Ian's past. Um I think we can jump ahead that. Right. Um and just talk about his so his family life, he had this very abusive brute of a father who yelled, oh, yeah. went into rages. He wasn't very, you know, supportive of his sons at all, always, you know, just looking for a definitely not Yeah, definitely not Ian Ian with his quirks, you know. Exactly. Ian fared worst of all because one of the things about Ian is he has an eidetic memory. He listens to this piece, um, this piano piece, and he was able to play it right off the bat after just listening to it once and whenever he told his Mm -hmm. father that he To it once, his father beat him for lying. And whenever he's like, "Not lying, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to lie," he's like, "Well, then you're a natural." And so this has been Ian's life. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? He's been he's been saying like that's a natural. You shouldn't do that. And he has no idea that he's he's like. But I don't know any other way to be. And it's just like really heartbreaking. So he does witness something. Um I'm I'm going to jump right into what actually lands him into the asylum. Yeah, go ahead. We'll find this out later. He witnesses his father Going into rage and actually strangling his mother, accidentally. Right. I mean, like the I'm um, this. He looked like accidentally he accidentally he didn't killed kill her. her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, he, like he, he was he just trying to, to beat her up and get her to shut exactly.
1: up and whatever. Exactly.
0: He's being yeah. his abusive self, but it went too far, and so Ian right. just so happened to be in the study. He witnessed it, and his father was just like, "You're not going to talk anyone him away." cannot cannot meet people's eyes and he was like why don't you look at me and stuff and basically didn't trust that ian wasn't going to spill the beans so he decided to have him committed which was absolutely terrible but one of the heartening things about ian was that his spirit never broke in the asylum we'd find out later that he actually befriended this um this other boy who was committed by his, um, by his father because he was gay, and he right. decided to take punishments for right. this other boy because he was like he wouldn't be able to survive it. So it's like Ian's spirit didn't fully break. Of course, he wasn't you know the right. same after he got out. But It never truly broke him. Right, and and um, but it uh, what it did was it had
1: this indelible impact on him, and that um he always feared that he was too much like his father because he has the same temper. He's like all the McKinsey's have right. tempers. And he's like, I, he was always afraid that he could lose his temper and
0: hurt someone specifically. Exactly. Someone I think than it's him, more, like it wasn't the asylum that had the effect on him. It was his father and seeing was the what father. his father was definitely. Definitely. was definitely. Um, And so yeah, that definitely, definitely had a lasting impact, especially whenever he and Beth get into a relationship. So let's talk about their first right. meeting. happy yes. time. Y'all.
1: Y'all, <laughs> y'all, this meaning literally, I was like, I don't think I've ever read anything like this in historical fiction, like ever. I was just no, so blown childish. away, blown away. Okay, so, okay, so Beth Ackerley is in the box with Mathers, and Mathers, like, aunt and some other. Person, I have no idea who they are, but basically Mathers is popping in and out of the box because he has to go and socialize, and you know, with all the high society people. And he's constantly like, "Beth, you don't, you know, you don't mind if I pop on over wherever." And she's like, "Fine, whatever." You know, and she's like, "I don't care." You know, she doesn't love him. This isn't a love match. She's more of like wanting to be settled. She wants someone to sort of help her make her way through the London ton and Thai society. And Mathers is an attractive, and attentive guy. She thinks, "Yeah, this this could be the one to really you know right. be a good companion." Right. right? So, but she doesn't know all his background. So Ian McKenzie comes in to meet her, and of course, he has an extreme presence about him. Um, extreme, big, big he and is a big and beautiful.
0: He's a huge <laughs> yes, thank totman. you very much. He <laughs> takes up all of the all of the energy in the room. It's yes. focused on him. Basically, as
1: he meets her, she finds she's just magnetized to him like the intensity is off the charts. And as he leaves, he leans down and he slips a piece of paper into her the sleeve of her gown or her gloves. I'm sorry, her long gloves and says, read this when no one can see you, you know, or or alone when you're alone or whatever. So. Of course, we're captivated. And of course, Matthews leaves again. And so she's alone and she sort of leans forward so the aunt can't see what she's reading. And it basically outlines from Anne McKenzie all of the affairs and mistresses that he uh, that Mathers keeps and plans to keep after their marriage.
0: You know, and so right. she's like I, just so, like more. kind of blindsided. Yes. She's just like, oh, no, I thought I found this regular Joe. <laughs> <to> <laughs> she's thought she was marrying a good guy.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: She thought she was marrying exactly. a decent guy. He seems very, decent, he's a yes. good player. You know, he's a very good manipulator. Yeah. Yeah. He, he says all the right things. But he's hiding all of his sordid life behind all that. Right.
1: So she, you know, needs to get her breath. She's like, you know, my my corset's too tight. I'm about to hyperventilate reading this. And as she exits, of course, she is steered by um, Ian McKenzie into his um, box that he was there. It was actually the juice yeah. box, which is way up front. Yeah. <laughs> and then he proceeds. He proceeds to basically tell her, Why don't you marry me instead? and kisses her like all of this is
0: happening in the first time they've met within like yes, 20 okay. minutes I or really something. Love, I really love their conversation in his box because you know yes. she just kind of like, I've never met anything like him, and she's has a very curious nature. And so the, she's yes. sitting down and she's entertaining him, like, Oh, why would you tell me this? Like, I've never heard of this. How do I know this is true? Like, she's not, she's not offended. Right. He's curious she's like how do you know this how right. do i know this to be true right. and he was like he's like i'll give you time to make inquiries like you can ask and like why would he do this why would he and in- why would yeah. he tell you this or whatever and he's like he wants to get close <laughs> to my brother and it's like they have like a good conversation but all the while he has her hand in his and is like stroking her wrist yes. the whole time he yes. loves to touch her and they also have a really cool scene where she takes a break and sits quietly, and she's watching the aria being performed. And Ian is watching her because he's just like, I, I, I hear the words, I hear the songs, but I don't I can't like feel I the emotion, I don't understand why yeah. people get teary-eyed while they hear this. And he's like trying to experience the aria through her, and just like yeah. talking about how his brother showed him when to clap, but he doesn't really understand why you have to clap after it. Like, what right. does this do? and um I after she was done he kisses her and she's just like i must be really wicked because i'm really enjoying like, this what is like, this happening <laughs>
1: y'all but let's here's the best part here's the best part when she's like um why do you want to marry me he goes because i want to bed you
0: it's like um she's like you don't have to marry me for that like you can bed me and then you'll be done with me and he's like i plan to do it more than once <laughs> more than once. I know I love that part. I played it more than once. And when we switch to his point of view, we find out that he
1: is already obsessed with her. Like he's just yes. like he, her touch, like everything about her is so soothing and calming and it's like and then also like driving him
0: mad like with desire. It's 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 yes, exactly. Oh, gosh, oh my god. So there's this one so quote there like this is whenever he was, you know, during like the aria um and he's thinking how yeah. he almost said teach me to hear it as you do. But but he knew that was impossible. She was like rare porcelain. He thought delicate beauty with a mm. core of steel. Oh my God. So he thinks the world of her yes. already. And I think that this is why I love this book oh, yeah. so much is because it's kind of yeah. like a case of insta-love, even though Ian point blank tells her, I can't love. I, I'm like not capable yeah. of that. I, I don't know what it love. is. Yeah, can't understand yes. it, you know, but he does feel passionate. He's so passionate. He is, oh my, oh, God. my God, just like, the most hot blooded male him ever without him
1: knowing what's happening Yes. Oh my God, it's so good. So good.
0: Exactly. It's beautiful. So they're interrupted by Cameron. It's my other favorite brother. (laughs) I love Cameron. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to read him. I thought you were supposed to be watching Daniel. Daniel's gambling with like the coachman again. And Daniel is his like 14 year old (laughs) son or 15 year old son. son. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel's like a teenager. He's so funny. I love his little crazy ass son. It, and he just like wants to yeah. always drink whiskey and smoke cigars and gamble and stuff like that <laughs> and this little oh my god it's so funny I fucking love Daniel though hilarious. I do too
1: I do too I love the part later on and, and when she's like you want to come to London with me he goes yeah so he just takes she just takes him with her he's like oh, I could. you could be yeah. a Bruce, Daniel you come with me no it's, away
0: it marriage. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> oh, so my god. the next morning she, she, she wakes up and and she realizes or she thinks that Ian's proposal of marriage was just to basically help her save face. And she writes to him right. saying that. I mean, like, I realize that you're just trying to save my reputation. And I've decided that being an heiress, right. you know, I, I'm just going to go off to Paris and just like let this yeah, blow I over. I want to
1: to draw a paint or something, you know, yeah, and go yeah. to
0: Paris. And so Ian just like, well, pff, I'm going to Paris. <laughs> like, yeah. Going I'm right all. there, like curry pack our things. We're going to Paris, and he's like, "Are we right. <laughs> really?" <laughs> so I know. of course he plans so to funny. Her, but we get um, a change of point of view, and Mathers, the jilted fiance, contacts this detective. Fellows, who has a hard on her catching the McKenzie's in any criminal act. Like, he wants to bag them being like being seedy, being, you know, doing something criminal so bad. He right, wants to get right, behind bars. Right. Been following them for years, hoping that he'd be able to catch them at something devious. And so right. Mathers says that he saw Ian coming out of the scene of a recent murder this this woman who was murdered, Lily Martin, with scissors like Lily to her Martin. chest. Mm-hmm. And Mathers was like, Ian "And was he, told and me then he, he took off of
1: across the yeah, then he took off across the ocean to Paris. He so Paris. he has to be guilty, right? You know, he's fleeing the country.
0: Yes, yes. And it's so funny though, because while you're in Fellows' um, point of view. I was like, no, but, like, you have to know the history between Mathers and, like, why he would not like Ian McKenzie in, like, talking about. Right. And he does, though. He mentions, he's like, oh, Mathers, the one who was recently left by the heiress because the heiress found out about his penchant for being dominated by the right. courtesans. Stuff like that. And so, like, he knows, but I think this is a really great establishment of he doesn't care if he, if he can find right. a McKenzie the crime of murder scene, he's going to take this bait.
1: He's going to use it. Yeah. So we realize there's like some old hatred going on here. Um. Yes. And I mean, I read that. I was like, there's something else going on here. It is not oh. just about these murders and getting away with yes. murders or whatever, even though obviously that would be terrible, but it's, it's not even so much that he believes it as much as he wants to catch them. Like you said, he wants to punish them.
0: Yeah. And he'll so like take any breadcrumb that ties the McKinsey's to something bad. <laughs> <laughs> right right so so then
1: we see um so then we switch to Beth, who's in paris and she's like in a little park in montmartre which um god it's a beautiful part of paris too it's really cool i love montmartre um, it's just so yes. pretty and she's sitting there and then this there's this really attractive um large dark auburn haired Man who's like painting and stuff, then he looks over. At first she thinks it's Ian. She's like, Oh my gosh, I almost had like maybe I'm just seeing him everywhere because I'm thinking about him. And he comes over and starts to basically um teach her how to draw or whatever. We find out it is Ian's brother, Mac, who is an artist. Um, and also his estranged wife, Isabella, is also in town, who was uh, I think she saw her like promenading or something like the close next day. by. So Mac
0: yeah. So Mac um Mac says that after he finds out that Beth knows his brother, at first he doesn't believe he's like, Yeah, you met Ian. Right. Like, like right. Ian doesn't just converse with anybody. What? You know what I'm saying? Obviously yeah, he's like, not a big conversationalist. But she does right. say like he never really looked me in the eye and he was like, huh. Interesting, maybe you do, Ian. I'm gonna give you some some lessons. Like I'll call upon you for a lesson tomorrow. So she goes back to the same spot the next day, and Mac never shows up. But this lady comes and just like he's probably not coming. Like, and she's like, "Who the fuck is this?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm his wife." (laughs) Like, they're strange. They haven't talked to each other for three years, and she also tells Beth. That Ian's in town. Like, oh, he's probably not here because Ian just got in town. She's like, oh my God, Ian's here. And Ian's once he here. Goes, discovers that Beth and Ian know each other and that Ian's basically his behavior towards Beth is odd in the way that he's never really paid attention to women like this. Before And so she's like, I'm going to take you under my wing. You come stay with me yeah. at my house. So now Beth's staying with Isabel. So now she's like yes. more into the fold. And then one morning she wakes up and Ian is playing the piano downstairs. He's playing love like, beautiful scene. pieces. There's love no the music sheets in front of him. And he's just like, his eyes are closed and he's just playing it. And she comes <laughs> and she listens to him. And that's whenever he tells her, like, I can play it um after hearing it once and he opens I know well, up I love how
1: she uh, she had like handed, I love how she had handed him like a music sheet she's like well play this he goes well I don't read music she's like what do you mean you don't read music he goes I just hear it once and then I can play it you know yeah and, and so then she he asked her
0: like play it for me like because she wants to play something happy He was playing like right, this Beethoven like, melancholy he his <laughs>
1: yeah. which her I love Beethoven it's so broody <laughs> right right right
0: so yeah it's very silly and ian's like i'm not i don't don't understand these words but like after she plays it once and i love the way that he scoots over the bear's like inch to let her sit on the piano bench with him (laughs) and makes her reach over to reach the keys on the other side not moving and he's like enjoying this proximity a lot he's loving this and yo, as soon yo. as he's done playing <laughs> because he cannot interrupt because he needs the piece to finish like it's a compulsion he needs it to finish right he right. starts out with her. like he can't help it he's just like yes <laughs> and yo. i love love the chemistry between them i do too the
1: contrast of ian mckenzie of him being so like stoic and seemingly unemotional you know because of but his autism so or whatever and so passionate and just like oh my god it's so good <laughs> just want i just want yeah. to like talk about how amazing ian is that's all i want to do <laughs> it
0: really is i really just i really love how beth just kind of rolls with it and <laughs> yeah she's just like, like yeah and i, I and think i really do like maybe her well upbringing Well, we didn't really talk about her first marriage with Thomas, which he was a vicar and you would expect like he would be like this uptight person, but she talks about him a lot saying how she really did love him. She married him whenever she was 19, but he had like modern ways of thinking how a woman should feel pleasure in the marriage bed and it's yeah. not supposed to be mm-hmm. unpleasurable and like you know she knows what an orgasm right. is like she knows what, you know sex is like good sex is mm-hmm. and enjoyable and she like enjoyed her husband she mourned him whenever he died and i think right. that that's that really like she enjoys passion she misses passion and so she finds this in ian this explosive Thing and she's just like, right? I want it. I want this. You know yes, what I'm saying? Like, I want. I'm that. 29. Absolutely. I'm an heiress. Like I should be able to take. I'm an what heiress. I want, you know?
1: Exactly. I'm a widow. Why can't I dally? Why can't Why can't we do this? We can do this.
0: You know. Right. And so she tries um, to. to Ian that they become lovers. She doesn't want to be his mistress. Like she doesn't want like him to like buy her things or whatever. Right. She just yeah. yeah, She wants to just have a mutual understanding between them that they'll take pleasure in each other. And he just like Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. We (laughs) can totally do that. Yeah. His mind like but i still want to marry her and i'll work yeah on her. <laughs> like. yeah
1: i love in his head he's like um i need her for like forever so i need it to like make this after, happen
0: oh my gosh breath.
1: yeah so then we get to um like the next day or whatever and fellows the inspector has crossed the pond to paris and is like um, going to visit her. And this is so weird. He's taking like a leave of absence from work, you guys, to come and stalk Beth and find out what she knows about Ian McKenzie. He tries to basically get Beth to turn spy, telling her about Lily, how she was murdered, and how yeah. Ian McKenzie was seen leaving the establishment, and about this other murder that happened at High Holborn. Five years before, of a prostitute named Sally, and Ian was also there with his brother Hart at the same time, and so it appears. I mean, from like what he's saying, this circumstantial evidence that he is the guilty party, right? Um, and but I love that Beth doesn't automatically believe it. She's like, I I know him, and I don't believe that yes. that's true. I,
0: you do know, and how s- Beth is just kind of like. But like what if the eyewitness has faulty vision? Like how do you know right. this? Like you're just like, saying no. You know yeah. what's I love about it though, too, is because she's like not immediately taken in doesn't like oh my god, I right. have just been with the murder this afternoon. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. He was like, yeah, I'm skeptical, and so he decides to pull out. I know where you're from, like you and your mother, oh, like your mother, did prostitution yeah. And she was like, it was the once we were starving, and she was like, your father, y- your father pretended to be this, um, this V-Count or whatever, yeah. And, mm-hmm. Um, and you know he really wasn't. He was a con artist and stuff, and basically right. he drives a black. But one of my favorite things about Beth is she's a badass and she still does not back down. She's just like, hey. I loved it.
1: I love she basically is like, get out of my house, like get out, get out of here. And I know it's so good. And then of course when he turns around, Ian is standing there and he is oh fuming. He's, uh, He's so fuming mad. with rage. Oh my he god! But he holds it together. Yeah, he holds, he doesn't like completely kill him or throttle him.
0: He basically no, no, no. I mean, tosses, he does tosses him out. He him a little bit and then tosses him out being like, do not yeah. come here again and stay away from Beth, yeah. you know? But it was definitely
1: an over-the-top reaction.
0: Because he mm-hmm. does not want Beth to be tainted by this whole right. mess that's right. happening. So, you right. know, he's aware, he's aware that he's suspected of this High Holborn thing and this murder. Uh-huh. And he never wanted Beth to find out because he does not want Beth to think differently of him. But she, right. immediately was like,
1: "Yes, And I
0: don't believe him. I don't think you're capable of that. And he was just like, "Yeah, like but I, I do, I do go into these furies and stuff like that. And like, how do you know? And she was just like, I know you, Ian. I think that's one of the most endearing things about Beth is she was just like, no, 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 no. Like I'm in your corner. Like I'm 100% in your corner. So don't even try it. So Beth was, Basically saying like he's trying to talk himself down, and Beth's Beth's like you're not a madman. Like I knew p- a person in my husband's um parish who thought she was Queen Victoria, and she wore like yeah. you know all black everything, and kept talking about Al- Albert. Like she was mad. Like she was delusional. That's
1: madness. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's yes, totally exactly. different. I,
1: yeah, I think she's so worldly. You know what I mean? Like she lived in the slums. She she's. She's known prostitutes yeah, in her life. She's been known grown up different in,
0: kinds like, of people. You know? room, you know? Learning how to dance or like knit or sew right. or whatever. He's been in the real world,
1: you know? Right. And so she's seen madness and she's seen, you know, you know, basically you're, and she even says it later. He's brilliant. He's intelligent. He, you know, it doesn't mean exactly. anything if, you know, this, these quirks of his or whatever, it's just the way he is. So. Um, I did want to say something as Ian's leaving, he's thinking about fellows and about just about keeping him away from her and how he's he needs to marry her. He says, and this is a quote, he says he would soon arrange it so he never had to leave. He'd marry her for a very basic reason to have her with him every night, every day, every afternoon and every time in between. He walked on the boulevard, something in him awakening and breaking free.
0: Oh, Ian. It's and it's so, so crazy, good. though, because he's thinking that he's incapable lo- of love, but you see he's mm-hmm. falling in love with her. Like, she's showing her yes. loyalty. She's yes. showing that she understands him on another level that not even his family understands him. Exactly. And he's actually falling exactly. in love with her and he doesn't know it. And it's so I, I loved it. Oh, God. So good. It was brilliant. Absolutely it was totally brilliant. It brilliant. So there's another small incident. And um, whenever Beth is just kind of walking around in the Tuileries <laughs> Garden um, in France, right? And Fellows kind of following her, and she's just like, "You're following me? Like I see you? Like you think I'm dumb?" And he basically yeah, approaches stalker her, again, "Go away." No, like, oh, I want to. I want to offer to marry you, and I'll protect you. And she's just like, "What? <laughs> are <you crazy>? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Why are you being so crazy, <laughs> Fellows?" And I know. Bye does stay talking to him um, because she is curious. She wants to know more details. Ian doesn't want to talk about this because, like I said, he doesn't want to involve Beth. He doesn't want her to be involved with this sordid um, yeah. past. And, and he does sort she's of, like, take curious whole- by nature. And so she wants to, to find deal. out. Even if mm-hmm. he knows that Fellows is basically giving a biased account of everything, she still wants to know some details. Right. And so she stays there. And Ian walks up because he's never that far away and sees like fellows like put his hand on her elbow and stuff and yes. just, like, he flies rage the rage and Mac and um Curry have to physically restrain him and he almost breaks free from both of them and like his face is turning purple yes. and like Calm down and finally, is this a Mac or Cameron? I can't remember which brother was with him.
1: Uh I can either. I think it's I think it's Mac.
0: Mac yeah. makes Ian look in his eyes, and Ian does not like looking in people's eyes. He gets easily distracted by them. And finally he starts to calm down. So after this incident, he thinks that he's lost Beth forever. He thinks that after right. seeing that. Something so reminiscent of his father. Like she'll never want to be near him again. And what's amazing is that Beth calls on um, at Mac's house to see Ian and says she brought a present. And so she gives him this uh, lapel pin that's engraved saying like in friendship from Beth. And she apologizes. saying, I shouldn't have done it. I'm curious by nature. I knew I shouldn't have talked to him and entertained him. And I'm sorry that I put you in a position where you reacted that way. And yeah. this is like a novelty to Ian because he's just like she's apologizing to me whenever I'm the one in the wrong, and and I love Max's
1: reaction as well. The brothers were like, she sees him differently than we do, you know, like she understands him on a level, even you lives. know.
0: And of course, you know, this is the time for. Um, for Beth and Ian to have a little intimate moment, and he um, oh God, yeah. definitely gives her the Lord's kiss, and she loves it. <laughs> loves it. It's awesome. So after this, they yeah. spend a lot of time together, and I really like this. these casual mentions of these little moments. One of my favorite ones was saying how he hung around with her and Isabel, taking them to dinner one night, and Ian held her hand under the table the entire time. And I'm just like, oh my God, but why is yeah. that so sweet? It was just so beautiful. I know. And no, I know. I know. Carriage rides and Isabel fakes a yeah. headache so that they can be alone. I love Isabel. <laughs> and basically, they ride around so that um, so that Beth can give Ian a blowjob. It's pretty funny. I know and her first. I love it. I love how passionate! I love how passionate they are together. Like they're so. They ready are to just the passion.
1: it. It was. I loved, I loved their chemistry. You're right. It was just like, it was seriously like off the charts. And it just, it was such a unique, like I said, perspective from Ian, who's this seems to be very unemotional person, you know, seemingly, but when in the inside, it's like he's containing all of these Serious, very emotions, big, emotion. passionate emotions. You know, it's just so cool. So yes. then we get to the first big event: is they go to a gambling hell together with Isabel. It's um Beth, Isabel, yeah, and then um, Ian escorts them,
0: and it's very like shady, right?
1: Of course, Mac is lurking around there because he knew Isabel was going to be there, and he's watching out he's for her. So yeah, Isabel we, we get at Mac. Yeah, we know you're still in love with your wife, okay? So just whatever. Um so but then, of course, it is busted by inspector fellows and um all these cops start running through and I love this sort of adventurous um run Ian knows the entire city by like just memorizing it from places he's like roamed, you know, and so he takes her to um a hotel and they find themselves um you know, basically alone, and that's when we finally they finally make love, and yes, it is so amazing.
0: So <laughs> like a little bath first. I just love how intimate yeah. that is. And just like he can't even really fit in the bathtub, but he's like, I'm just, I just need yeah. to warm my feet. <laughs> <laughs> they're just yeah. so cute but, <laughs> oh my god they just like they basically just like make love like all night all night and yeah, it, it's like yeah. their own little world that's private nobody knows where they are not even curry and it's I, just, loved like, they I loved it
1: I loved it the little like, cocoon of time mm-hmm. uh, it was awesome that. there was a, a moment too where he finally looks her straight in the eyes because she always talks about how beautiful oh his eyes god. are but he won't before look before at her me. Yeah, as he's or- having an orgasm, he looks at her, and for you know a steady moment, and then look finally looks away, and she's like, "Oh my god, I had him for like a minute, a minute, you know." Yes, it was, it
0: like was just that split second connection, and I was just like, "Oh my yeah. god," they looked at yeah. directly live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the best so though good. is I, I know the best. Was... I love how in the end, um, at the end, whenever Beth is like, "Oh, so now you like looking at me," in the end, whenever I'm like on my deathbed, and he was just like, "I can't because I." G- <laughs> So lost in them, they're so beautiful. Like, I if I, I know it's like your eyes are so them, beautiful, like, so lost in you, and it's just like, I love Ian. Just stop it, Ian. Stop, just stop. It's such a romantic, damn it. it. No, how is he so, so romantic? Party, he has to contact Curry to bring them some clothes, and yeah, Curry yeah. I love that he's, Curry's I like, love that. <laughs> I love that
1: Ian's like he's like oh yeah, fellas is out there. There are bunch. There are a bunch of cops out there right now, basically, and policemen. And she's like, oh my god, what do we do? He's like, I've got it all in hand. I'm like, oh my god, I know what he's gonna do.
0: He's like, did you? Yeah. I was like, it was awesome. What did you tell him? So Curry comes in with all the stuff, and Ian's <laughs> like, you know what? We're gonna get married. <laughs> And yeah, like,
1: and what? steps a priest in his full like talk or whatever, yeah, like, and she's like, right what's and like, "What's yeah, happening?
0: what's happening? <laughs> and everything, and just you know, she's just like, no, and like she's so convinced. And I think like one of the crazy things is, is that Beth is so convinced like they're they're not a match because right. he's so much higher than her. Like right. she's so right. herself as this lowly person. And she's like, you don't know everything right. about me. My father was right. a fraud." And exactly, Ian comes out with the stats like, yes, I know. He yeah, I know this, all about this, that. And, and Beth is just like, wow. So I assume that Curry found all of this out too. Like, it's damn. Like, damn. Like, isn't that Curry's, remarkable, Curry? <laughs> <laughs> do you work for Scotland Yard? Like, what the fuck's going I know. on,
1: Curry? Curry um, knows, like, everything. It's amazing.
0: And so finally she does agree to marry Ian. So they have a quick little yeah. ceremony. My favorite part is whenever they're walking outside, and Fellows tries to arrest Ian for abducting Beth, abducting Beth, abducting her, will, Beth. her it's like- and keeping her <laughs> against her will in the hotel. And he, Ian, turns around after handing Beth into the carriage and says, "Beth Ackerley is no longer here, Lady Ian Mackenzie is," and Fellows <laughs> is just like sputtering, just like what? I know <laughs> in your <laughs> face. <laughs> in your face it was oh awesome god, it was so freaking good so awesome i love it i know so much. i did
1: too i did too it was amazing it was so good i was like this is amazing so then they they jet off to um scotland
0: oh my god meeting with heart <laughs> was interesting
1: very interesting Hart is not happy because he's convinced that beth is a gold digger and just trying to you know is using his like basically manipulating ian because of his madness his so called madness and um you know so that she could have more money and she's like i don't need any more money you know i find it so funny because you know she became an heiress not out of like it was basically given to her. Her employer died without any relatives and gave it to her. And she lived her entire life poor. It wasn't like yeah. she longed to be rich, you know, and needed this money. She, no, she always No,
0: she was just surviving. She was just surviving, right. not looking for any handouts or anything. But she was just right. doing the best that she could. Right. And some good fortune just so happened to, you know, blow her away.
1: Yeah, so Hart's very suspicious and he does not um, hide it at all. You know, no. his feelings. He even confronts her at one time and Ian's like, stop. He's basically like, yeah. don't even talk to her. Like, exactly. this will not be annulled. Um, she is my wife and you better, you know, respect it, basically. So, exactly. but, um, oh my gosh, his wedding gift to her oh um, i love it yes so he takes her to basically his room it's almost like a little museum of all the mean bowls he's collected and he gives her one of them and it it's just such a beautiful scene like and she's so excited to have it he goes do you like me he said she said i treasure it because you treasure it and it was just like i love that moment like
0: i know how much these mean to you like she watched him bargain for it and like test it and like he craved the authenticity of it, and she just like, I know how important this is to you. To you so you giving it to me, it's it's a treasure, you know. Yeah, and she even yeah. says, like, she talks about she even talks about porcelain because she knew how he loved it, and so she started reading books on it. And I think yes. that that was. I a know, mark of how I know she wants to be interested in what he's interested in, like she wants to understand yeah. him even more. Yeah, I just the love true love, love yes, it's yes. Love
1: yes, I did I too. It. It's amazing. So of
0: course, this is their honeymoon, so they spend days and days and days together in
1: bed, <laughs> I and it. their wing of the castle is awesome. I loved yes. it.
0: Really cool moment, a really fun but also insightful moment is whenever Beth learns to ride a horse because she's never had the opportunity. She's always lived in London and, you know, elderly Mrs. Barrington, she does not ride. Right. And so, just like, that will not do because Cameron is the ho- horse mad brother. Yeah, he's, he's the horse like guy. Risper, and he's yeah. just like, you have to learn Ride. And so right. that night at dinner, she's super sore. Whenever she tries to sit down, she, like, pops back up because her butt's sore. laughs, <And Ian> <laughs> laughed at her. And the whole family is quiet, like Daniel and Cameron right. and Mac and Hart. They're all just like, whoa. whoa. Ian just laughed. But, like, Beth's unaware, like, why are they acting why like that? this? Yeah. Because he's an- Ian's he's always than- been very – very, very, like, very emotive with her. Um, yeah, he's always been passionate, and like, she's the brothers find haven't it. heard him laugh in years, you know, like yes. they were in shock. But also, Beth is very annoyed with the way that Hart is towards Ian because Hart uses Ian's eidetic memory for Ian to read all the contracts that he's yeah. doing. He's so like, like political and financial and gain. Right. Yeah. Right. He says that people often change contracts whenever it's in like the final revisions phase or whatever. And they want right. to like try to s- Sneak something in but Ian's always there to be like no the original said this and that's very protective of Ian at this point have been like you just want to use him like you're using you're right. using him and you're right. commanding him like it's business time whatever and just like you don't call your brother he's not a dog or whatever and so I, I really love that I, I love, love that she defended him yeah me
1: too.
0: <laughs> And, but she is kind of hurt because Ian doesn't want to, like, open up about, like, what's going on because she's just like, why do you let him treat you like this? And Ian just like, I don't want to talk about this. So
1: Yeah, he basically sends her always, out, like, Beth, don't, you know, don't get involved. Yeah, you know, They're talking
0: about, like, High Holborn stuff, and she stumbles upon them talking about it, like, in the forest um, while she's out yeah. writing, mm-hmm. and they're having a conversation about High Holborn, and – Ian gets hard to back off by saying basically like, it's better for Beth to be married to me. Fellows can't use her against me to like testify because she's now married to me. And so Beth's this is one of the incidents where I'm just like, Beth could totally take this the wrong way. And right. she could, instead of talking to Ian been like, well, what do you mean by this? And is it this why you married me? She right. What if she like left? You know, it would have been like a crazy story, but yeah. I really love how she's very hurt. Ian's like, thought that she actually got hurt <laughs> and she was like what is wrong Do you know. board? are you sick yeah, or ill and thought you physically like, yeah yeah and so he's in he Refuses to talk about this stuff, but Beth is just like, I want, She's like, I know. need to know. If I yeah. know information. I can clear your name, and he's just like, you don't want to know. So, come to find out later on, the reason why Ian's so adamant about her not digging is because Ian actually suspects Hart of murder right. of the murders,
1: and, and we she- also learned that Hart has been suspecting Ian all this time. Like the two of them have yes. not ever discussed it openly. So because Hart thinks he's protecting Ian and Ian thinks he's protecting Hart.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Because Ian, sometimes whenever he goes off into like – he goes off into like his own world and he doesn't remember things. And Ian can't remember some things like to do with like Sally and just like maybe I went off into madness and I don't remember it. I'm not sure. But then he thinks that Hart's the one doing it and he doesn't want Hart to – Target Beth to keep the secret. Right. Basically, so right. he's basically like right. poking around. So yeah, Beth doesn't know alone. that. And
1: yeah, exactly.
0: So, um, so whenever Ian is upset that Beth keeps wanting to pry into this, like stop trying to dig this up, just let it lie. He right. sometimes just kind of goes off on his own for days on end, like his family's right. used to it. And right. Harry had told this to Beth already and so she's aware but she's just like you know what I'm going to use this time like I'll be back before he's before he even knows I'm gone I'm going to go to London and I'm going to go make my inquiries so Beth ends up like going to London and she uses her connections with people who she grew up with. Like she knew prostitutes and yeah, she's, she's like, I used
1: like, you know, and... exactly. She's like the, um, Vicar in the, uh, the, um, we used to have their own, they had basically like a soup kitchen, you know, where they would help exactly. those who needed to eat or needed shelter or whatever. She's like, I knew a lot of those girls, you know, I was friendly with them. And, and I think it's so funny how Ian's always like, you know, Always trying to protect her and she's he's like she he doesn't understand, like I grew up there, you know, like I know yeah. these people, like you know <laughs> like you're trying to protect me from places that I'm well aware of. I know. I was not raised as a lady, sheltered in the like um drawing room painting, you know, and learning to dance. Right. You know, that was not my life.
0: So here starts the very complicated conclusion to this book because lots of right. action starts happening lost so Ian that arrives in London shortly because he does not stay gone for very long. He has something to come back home to. He has Beth. And so he comes back a lot right. sooner. It's like, where the fuck is Beth Curry? Curry's like, did you want me to like lock her up in a room? And he's like, um, yeah. Yes. Annette's plan is to get fellows on the right path of suspecting the right people. And so she's just like, man, this Mrs. Palmer who heart gifted this this house of ill repute to after he started getting political and used to be his lover, like, she would have motive, you know? She would right. have motive if, you know, they talk about how Ian overheard Sally threatening or, like, tried to get Ian Um, in on it because she wanted to blackmail Hart and basically have power over Hart. And that's whenever he witnessed Hart like um, having sex with Sally and breath play and all that. Right, right, right. right. And that's why Ian was like, man, I think Hart might kill her.
1: (laughs) So Yeah, I think my brother was the killer, exactly.
0: So they are still not Talking to each other at this point, like Hart's not asking <laughs> questions and Ian's not asking Hart questions. But Beth is just like, We're gonna get to the bottom of it. She talks to fellows and just like, Hey, what if it's this person? Like, let's go to High Holborn and let's go see what we can find out because I think that you're so fixated on the McKenzie brothers that you're actually missing vital clues. And he's right. just like, Maybe. <laughs> he's like, Maybe. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So Ian, so. they all end up at High Holborn beth with um fellows and ian beat her there because he anticipated that that's where she was gonna go and finds Hart right. there so hard there with mrs palmer i hate her um My god i hate mrs palmer
1: fucking
0: oh, so what turns out this is this is what happens it's mrs. very palmer convoluted guys totally did it. <laughs> miss mrs palmer she totally, totally did it, did it. Okay. Um, Beth is and- the one who
1: basically goes after her. Everybody else is like fighting and talking, whatever. And they miss Mrs. Palmer getting away, making her great escape. Um but not Beth. That's fine. But not Beth. Yeah. Beth goes after her. And of course this is a murderer. And so she sees Beth on her tail and of course stabs her with a knife and then wounds her enough that she can basically drag her along. Cause she's also larger, I guess uh, a sturdier woman than Beth and um, is able oh, to yeah, overpower I her. Feel like
0: God, that really hurts. You know, I mean, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Being
1: stabbed in the um, <laughs> like blood. pelvic gut area. Yeah. That really does hurt guys. So anyway, <laughs> so she, she basically drags her off while everybody else is trying to figure out what's going on. And then Ian is like, Where's Beth? You know, wh- where? And then everybody's looking around and figures out that both Mrs.
0: Palmer and Beth are missing. So they have to hunt them down on the trail. And of course, you know Beth. I really hate those Because what? whenever, what? before they figure out that Beth was missing and Ian was just like, you know, Ian is on Fellows' side now. Whenever Fellows is like, yeah. I need to talk to Mrs. Palmer. She may know stuff. Right. She might have done it. And whenever Hart realizes that, oh my gosh, she could have done it. And Fellows is like, where is she? And he's like, she's not here. It's like he is still protecting her. And I was like, fuck, Heart, what the fuck I are you know. doing? So it's like, like come on, dude. Loyalty to Mrs. Palmer. And I'm just like, no. I know. I'm just like, he, yeah. she was willing yeah. to let your husband pretty much take the fall for this murder. Yeah, like, exactly. Fuck up. Like, you're crazy. It's so crazy. How could anyway. you possibly. Exactly. Yeah, all
1: of that it really did not make me like Heart at all. Very much. No. (laughs) Um, So fortunately, Beth thinks quickly and is like, please take me to the church. Take me somewhere. You know, I don't want to die alone on the street. I don't want to die, whatever. So she does. She takes her to the same vicarage. Um, where she was with um, thomas her first husband and that's how ian tracks her down he ends up going there i don't know it's so funny how they just have to look sort of the same train of thought and brings them to the same place mrs palmer kills herself front of heart and everything and heart's
0: like cradling her and i'm just like cradling get Hart's, away from why? her it's why why she's
1: a villain heart. she is God. horrible
0: heart. she's the worst you're a terrible kind of not. character heart yeah. good job <laughs> Yes, yes. So So then one of my favorite parts, though, is that Ian is just like really pissed at heart because that is feverish. You know, any wound like that that could get septic during that time yeah. it's very could be that they died of basic. the
1: right. They died of um exactly infected wounds more than they did of the yeah, wound
0: it's, you know? it's it's sepsis. Once right. you infect the blood and they didn't know how to treat that. They didn't right. know right. about keeping, they didn't have keeping penicillin yet and all of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No antibiotics. And so she's feverish and is furiously nursing her back to health, like reading books on how to take care of the sick. Like he wants to do uh, everything. He read an entire and- library I love that on how
1: to heal her. Y'all. The scenes yes, at the bedside. Like oh the scenes at and the he bedside. He like calls her my bath
0: finishes like, oh my, my god. My bath. Like he tells much. his
1: brother I his tells
0: his brother. He's like, fuck off. He's like, he's like, oh, my you God, guys, I'm reading that be here because I'm like, oh, my God. So he decides yeah, to yeah. tell Hart, give Hart a piece of his mind. And he says, I'm finished obeying your commands. Your bloody high handedness has killed my Beth. And Hart's like, I know. Let me help her. And Ian says, you can't help. She's beyond help. Get out. I don't want you here if I have to say goodbye to her. And I'm just like, yes, oh, Ian. My you God. tell <laughs> Oh, my God. I wanted Hart to get his ass handed to him. It's and in come this up moment, and... I'm just like, yeah, get yes. away from Beth. Yes. You never liked her. You always thought that she was in it for the wrong reasons. And you she was trying to save me the, the whole time. Butt. Oh, and yes. And yeah. I'm just, oh, you ungrateful bastard. You saw yeah. things too late. Yeah. And so I was. Like, But thankfully, Beth does make a recovery. Thank. Much this is a romance. Everyone's happy. I definitely <laughs> that Jennifer Ashley wrote it because it wasn't like, oh, all, all of a sudden she's cured. Like, it was like weeks right. where she was suffering Right. It fever. took and long even time. even after right. that, it's not like a miraculous recovery. She's still weak after that. And Ian, like, Right. Still, and he restrains
1: like, from getting close to her. Like, he's like, I want her, but yeah. I can't have her. Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> i got to control myself. <laughs>
0: I'm with my wife, but uh, she's too weak and I don't want to push <laughs> her to fast and she's just like oh my yeah. god when are you gonna touch me basically and like please um, she, has to, she basically
1: like tricks him into it
0: <laughs> yeah it's so it's funny, funny. Pretty good. so one last reveal because there's a lot that actually happened yes in this book,
1: and this is the one i predicted i was so happy i was like oh my <laughs> god
0: so Beth invites Fellows, and because Ian forbids her from like going out. And so she's like, Well, I invited him here. And she received this package and she's like, Do me a favor and put this on. She's talking to Fellows, and Fellows is like, No. Because he she's like, I know your secret. And he's like, No. And Ian's like, What secret? So she has like this like, beard and stuff. And so she has him put yeah. it on. And everyone's like, Oh my God, he looks like father. So he looks Fellows exactly is there like their
1: father. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Was that his mother was left destitute after finding right, right, like, right? His father never took care of her, and so all the girl the anger
1: comes from, fear, you know, basically, yeah,
0: his all his life.
1: right. And the, the you know, he was a son that was abandoned, and they have everything, you know, they have all the money in the world, yeah. and get away with but everything. I really did.
0: I wish that they had they showed more conversations with fellows being like, this is what our home life was like. You were not really missing out, dude. Like, right, exactly.
1: Yeah, I did too.
0: Our father killed our mother. Uh, he committed Ian to the asylum. Like, it was nuts. Okay. So, and I actually really, and
1: honestly, I really love this contrast because I think there's such a, I don't know, I guess a misconception or something. It's like people who are, I mean, it's it. your life can be hard no matter if you're born in the gutter or if you're born in a palace, you know what I mean? Like right. you, can be, exactly. you can be abused or without love or without any of these things, you know, doesn't matter, but fellows could never see that. All they could see was that they had, they had money and they could do whatever they wanted when really behind the scenes, exactly. There's all this stuff going on, so it was it was a great and I, th- I loved how even he and his mother are, like sort of shell shocked at the wedding, like everybody's like patting them on the back and welcome to the family, and they're like yeah, like welcoming, shit, what's going on Art here. <laughs>
0: immediately, whenever he finds out, he was like, "Well, we have to get your mother better accommodations. Yes, we're,
1: and we're moving. Fellows, her. doesn't yes. want
0: any handouts or anything, but they were just like, no, like, like no,
1: your, you out. Our dad owed this like, to you, you so yeah,
0: yeah." You to be recognized or whatever. And yeah, so I thought
1: that, that was, that that was nice, too. them
0: proving fellows wrong that they're, they are good guys. <laughs> even yes. though if they are yes. up around the edges. And the
1: last little reveal in the epilogue is that um, after they get married, Beth tells him. I'm married
0: again. They actually have like an actual wedding because he yeah. pretty much deprived Beth of like a nice wedding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they had it in the little, little broken down inn.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so night, this yeah. time they have it at uh, Ian's house in Scotland, right. and it's beautiful. And Beth is just like, You're gonna be a dad, Ian. And love I really it. love it because, first of all, Ian. Thinking that he couldn't love, finally realizes upon Beth waking up that is this what love feels like? I'm in love with you, and he realizes. Well, that that's he's what in I was going to tell you. And yeah, I'm just like yeah. you didn't you didn't realize this that you yeah. are so capable of love. You want to protect your brother at all costs. Right. You love all of your family, and you were definitely falling in love with Beth before you even knew it. Oh yeah. And you're going to make such a wonderful father. And then Beth, who always really wanted to be a mom, her and her husband weren't married for very long and they never conceived right. and she's been you know alone for years and this long was one time. of her dreams and she was right. 29 she's like I don't know if I'll we'll ever have kids but she's exactly. very excited to to finally yeah. be a mom and so it was just like oh, yeah so it happy. was it was and the I perfect ending
1: so you said something went. that they um they mentioned in the epilogue but it's actually something he even asked so I want to jump to showdown are you ready
0: you yes. ready for showdown
1: okay so yes. Yes. my showdown, showdown my showdown is Ian at her bedside when she's healing and it is these and i hate to say it's like these they feel like very dark moments but he talks to her constantly and he says is this what feels is this what love feels like this 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 emptiness that will never be filled if you leave me and like he's just like basically he's figuring out what love is you know and i just i love that about him the whole time because of the very opening scene he says i cannot love you I am incapable of love. And I'm like, oh yes. no. It's like that it's like that it's like that cliche that, you know, these autistic people can't feel emotions or whatever. It reminds me of Kai from um Helen Huang's book. What was the second one called? I'm thinking right. of yeah. Yeah, the bride, the bride test, test. The bride test. You know, and it's just like he had they had to figure out what love felt like to them. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I just right. loved it. And of course I you and I both love those nurturing moments where the heroes nurturing the heroine. And yes, just, I don't know. Mine is sort That's of very similar to beautiful. that.
0: Okay. Mine yours? is sort of similar. My favorite was after Ian had his freak out and he thinks that he lost Beth forever. And she was the one mm-hmm. coming to him and presenting to him with um, the lapel saying like in friendship. And he was like, this pin says like in friendship. And she was like, well, I couldn't say like with love. Isabel was right there. <laughs> like I felt uncomfortable like saying that. And he was just like, yeah. so filled with awe. So filled with awe that this person had so much faith in him and was not scared away and that still wanted him. And it's just being in Ian's perspective whenever he realizes that these people are not going to abandon him, that Beth is, like, in it for the long haul. She's real. She's real. pretty much, like, counters every (laughs) single time Ian – out like, I'm a madman and uh, I don't know if I would hurt you or whatever. And she was just like, I've seen people who are really abusive and you're not it and I'm not afraid of you. And I'm just like, right. I just love the way that she just like, just she heals him. <laughs> I don't want to sound yes. like so cliche, but she's like, it, it oh does. my God. It does she just puts away all his fears and helps him like live in the now. And, and I think really I love really,
1: it, love br- it. I did too. And it's brilliant storytelling by Jennifer Ashley, the way she told this love story. I, I just, I was surprised at every turn. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's what Beth did. You know, and I just, like this moment. It just, it, it it
0: really right. touched it makes, my heart. All the you characters know? make surprising surprising decisions. They react right. in a way that I would just like, wow. That normally doesn't happen. Whenever exactly. I'm trying to predict, i exactly. am like naturally just like oh, this is going to happen next. And then yeah. in this book, yeah. I find that I was just like oh, it played out this That's way that happened. I was. I know
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, we love this so much.
0: One of the that I it played out in an unexpected way, and I really loved it. So Absolutely, that was my. Show. <laughs> it's a good showdown i love that one too i really love it and i want you to read cam's book because he's my second I am. favorite brother
1: I am. i'm reading it this week on the, the agenda one. one thing about quarantine is i've had a little bit more reading time so i'm very thankful for well,
0: that I'm, I'm, gra- I'm grateful that you've had more time to yes, read thank you <laughs> All right guys, so we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to the next one where we'll be discussing Mancuffed by Serena Bowen and yeah. Tanya Eby. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H E A.